welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. So, two things about this episode. One, it's going to be very low energy for me. I am a bit, uh, my voice is a bit gone, um, and I am a bit um, under the weather. But Fergal, thankfully, isn't. But he does have football in about like 40 minutes, so it's a quick one. Fergal, ready for this? Yeah, it's going to have to be really, really quick, so we need to talk about this speed, I'd say. Straight in. Hopefully everybody can keep up with me. (laughs) (laughs) Or you, listener, can speed up the... Um, yeah, s- s- slow me down to 0.5 no. Yeah, slow it down yeah, to a point I, I, I've exactly. got football because uh, it's international week. Uh, Harry, that's when Harry doesn't bother to show up. Yeah. Um. Uh, and and um. Uh, and George is George is busy. I think George has an actual excuse, so uh, he's working. Yeah. Um. No, we we done this bit last minute, so. Uh. But we, there's there's not an awful lot to cover, so we'll um. It'd be nice for a wee change, wee short one. Fingers crossed. All right, straight in after this. Frank Lampard, your man, Frank Lampard, Fergal, is uh, was was being a bit weird after Everton were being actually typical, just typical Everton losing four 0 to Palace on an FA Cup quarterfinal. But his comments reminded me of some of the Chelsea Frank Lampard days and he just looks for anything to play with. You think it's worse. It, it hasn't been as bad as, as that, to be fair. It's he managed to cram in a lot, a lot of excuses into 15, 30 minute, 30 second minute, 30 second bits in his press conferences. It, it was, it was I, a I good performance in that is, regard is, in the media. It's worse. I, I think, I think just cause Everton are obviously worse than, than what the, the Chelsea team are they're in a worse position yeah and I think but I I think you can be harsher on Chelsea in that moment you can't be saying the things he's saying if you're in a relegation scrap he's he's come out um uh, he, he's he's saying like the, the some of the quotes are um I don't have a magic wand to get inside people's heads and change resilience across the whole squad that's a work in progress the difficult thing for us is that uh, uh, we don't have a lot of time in terms of the league to do that. My job title was quite vast as a manager, but uh, to get inside uh, heads and change it that with a flick of a switch is not possible. As, for, as frustrating it is for me, as frustrating it is for the 4,000 fans who travelled down and people watching at home, that's one we have, have to fight against. So, like, right there... He's like, go. He's putting him. He's like, it's not him and the team, it's it's him and the fans against the mindset of the team. <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever you're trying, you wanna you wanna get players, you know, fighting for you, you know, being on your side, buying into what you're saying. I just don't. I, I I'm quite, starting to question his intelligence. I I've bigged up Frank Lambert for a long time, but. It's just becoming like wow. you, you didn't learn from from his experience at Chelsea. I don't think he, he, I still think he'd done a good job in the grand scheme of things at Chelsea. Um, uh, and um, but one of the big things was he isolated members of the squad that yeah. um, uh, that in a way that when you compare it to Tuchel, he's able to keep them people involved in. And it was because of of just being so sort of cutthroat or like just so like um 
like just honest, I suppose, but it's not helping anybody. Um, and and then and then the quote that everybody's probably seen is this is a quarterfinal t- uh, today to get to Wembley, and if you haven't got the confidence to play, you can quickly flip it and say you ha- yeah you have have got the bollocks to play. Yeah, have you got the bollocks to play. That's the one that's that, that's there, the reality sure. of football. If if you uh, fall somewhere in the middle, then don't worry about it. We uh, we didn't play bad today. Did uh, Palace didn't play that well, but it was a loss. It wasn't the tactics. The tactics showed in the first twenty minutes. Palace couldn't get out of their half. So all the time he's making, he's putting it on the players. He's saying it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And uh, uh, and he also, I'm not, I can't find the other bit. But he also said. They, they they have this mindset before I came in, that's not my fault. He's just taking no responsibility uh. for any of it. And it's already looking like he knows they're gonna go down and he's he's trying to, to put to separate himself from the disaster that is Everton. Even though if you look at the league, the like the last result was decent, wasn't it? Um and, and like the the they the, it's in their hands. So mm. It should be so much more positive. Yeah, they went against Newcastle, and the stadium was rocking. I think Everton play on, Everton definitely play on passion, but they're, and and the fans kind of relying on the energy that the fans can give them. I think if this season was without fans, they'd definitely be down. Definitely, definitely it goes definitely. both ways. I've heard a lot of but, um, people that would know Goodison that that they were, they were saying like how. It, whenever Goodison's in a good mood, it's great. But whenever exactly. it's, they get on the, the the players' back, it's horrible. It works exactly. the complete opposite. So it it really depends on uh, the the energy the fans give them, but also how Everton start games for me, or the the way the the game develops in the first half. If um, if it seems like Everton are in with a chance, or it goes first half nil nil, then the the kind of encouragement carries on, but. I think and, and also, Everton a lot fans of, a are going to get your, to a point where they're losing the will almost. A lot of fans' mindset comes from whatever the sort of the manager is saying. Yeah. And like he's just like so like there's there's lots of just different ways he could have he could have handled it. This like he could have just not said a lot of this stuff. He talks about like buttering players up. And like <laughs> like and the, the, I, we, I I listened the first time I listened to this was on the second captain's podcast. They make some of the same points, but they, they're just good points. So I'm going to say them as well. Yeah, great podcast. If you if you if you if you if you are buttering someone up, you do, the whole idea of buttering someone up is you're you're telling them they're not as good, or they're telling them they're a lot better than what they actually are, in the hope that they actually sort of raise their performance to what they they think they are. Yep. That gets shattered if you're then told I was just buttering you up, and <laughs> it's scary. It's <laughs> and so the next time someone gets you know a big clap for doing a five yard pass, which is the sort of thing you do, if you're butter- buttering someone up. It's not gonna. It's come ac- come across so disingenuous. They're not gonna buy into it, mm. and 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 it's gonna make them feel even worse. You know, if someone's being like sort of patronizing to you like saying well done and you just know they're doing it to make maybe make you feel better or something like that it it almost makes you feel a bit more worse like i i think and it's just his man management is is just is in this situation is terrible never mind his tactics his tactics could definitely do with improving even though he says there's nothing wrong there but he at both chelsea and everton 
that there's been um a, a clear need for an improvement with uh, defensively um and, and um it, it and that's something that he struggled with so yeah. but yeah that that's that's my rant on, rant, rant on Lampard and um I, yeah yeah I, I and that comes from me as being a big fan of his which is why I want him to do well which is why I'm frustrated about about just how he that press conference it's just ridiculous there's no other there's no you could he couldn't have actually thought of another way to to slag off or his own team and to distance himself from from the from from the from the performances as much as he did i don't know what else he could have said other than like you know someone's someone's holding my family hostage to make me do this job <laughs> you know you know that's the only reason why i'm here please help me i'm I, i'm i'm if, if you look at when he blinked it was it was morse code for sos you know <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else he i don't know what more he could have done really uh, i don't know i wish george was here to talk about all this he's uh it's arguably uh uh, like someone who will defend um both uh, like two specific people Mourinho and Lampard to the hilt it feels like with with George but um I'm quite yeah, big on La- I'm quite pro Lampard but they, that, they, there's just no leg to stand on with that it doesn't make yeah. any sense for the position they're in he needs he needs to be needs to be a siege mentality everybody pulling the same direction it, it, and what well, he's it doing is going to do that a bit spineless from Lampard um, but you know yeah. what else doesn't make sense? Liverpool City at Wembley on a day where no trains will be uh, coming from um, either Liverpool or Manchester, I believe, to Wembley. Like There will be major access issues for both sets of fans with, I would guess, 20k plus fans ha- will, will be having to make their way down from up north. Um but yeah, that that got me thinking, Fergal. Where would you choose as an alternative semi-final option? I can think of a few, but for me, the Aviva Stadium for me. Aviva Stadium for you in Ireland. Yeah. Well, uh, my choice is uh, is Cardiff Millennium, Cardiff. So that both would be outside of England. Um, you could you could go and play in Villa Park. I think Villa Park would be a great, a great option. Not Villa Park, not very far I by. Mean, Old Trafford. Old, Old Trafford's quite run down at the end of the day, and not, not just not a great place to go, apparently. But yeah, that was that's quite difficult. To, that's quite difficult to kind of grasp the concept of, and why, why, like, why does it have to be in Wembley? And apparently, they were the FA were warned about this in 2019 that at some point there will be a disruption given the calendar and train operations. There will be a disruption yeah. to FA Cup semifinals in the near future. The FA just ignored it, and now we're at a place where the FA Cup semifinals are very soon coming and the one of the 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 bigger fixture of the two Liverpool City obviously both going for the Premier League title are um, not going to be allowed in um, what do you think of the Diogo Jota goal very quickly looks offside was onside the drawing is quite weird I don't know um, I, don't I only saw this briefly on on the timeline so um, I saw one photo that made him look offside one that made him look onside exactly 
um, brings brings thoughts about VAR and but the, the and... only thing is the one the one that was onside like I didn't see anything wrong with it to to for it not to be it was just that there was another camera angle with no lines drawn that yeah. made him look offside the so one I, from the side I go I right? go with the one that that doesn't look that was uh, that had the lines drawn and doesn't look like he was off like um, yeah or um but yeah. The, but but going on the the whole Wembley thing, go on. Um, it, a point was made like that. You know, um, I was on the podcast. Can't remember what it was, but they stealing everything today. So I am. But um, they, uh, they made the point that Wembley's really awkward to get to in general for uh, everyone because it's not it's not in uh central and you have to you have to travel a good bit to it i've traveled to it before i think we went went on the on the tour visit when we visited london so we've out of the way mm. um so you'd have to travel to london and then travel out to Wembley. Mm. um you can't you can't just go to go to Wembley, to, so to speak yeah um and then um it, and then the point was what what it, it, obviously it's there for the England team, fair enough, but am I a lot of the people like liked it whenever the English team toured around for the time that it was getting built. Yeah, and I just I I think about it, I was like that's what that would be so much better like because because it's like it's very much like if anybody up up in the Newcastle it was a long long trip to to get down to it. And it, 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 I would say it'd be like a, a much more, um, I don't know, it would get the whole country going more if you, if you could travel around the whole, uh, each different st- big stadium around, around the country. Yeah, I know. I would say it would galvanise the country quite well. I know Spain do it. Now, the only drawback would be that there wouldn't be sort of a, a truly neutral venue for FA Cups and stuff like that if Wembley didn't exist. And you couldn't have Wembley... Wembley Stadium only only to be used for three or three or four games a year or whatever. Yeah, um, and that it's like it, it, it has costs. it has much more of a um, a special um, sentimental thing other than that because of the history that's there. But uh, in terms of the national team, I actually like I prefer the idea of touring around. If I if I was an England fan, it it sounds a bit bit better crack. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, problem with stadiums nowadays um is that modern big stadiums have to be out of the way uh for for multiple reasons obviously land mm. pricing is cheaper outside of cities there won't be enough space to build it in a place central london or whatever um and yeah. places for parking for example so with that you have to think about how to give the best access to fans and well, this this all comes in the same week Ireland and England were announced as the uh, Euro twenty twenty eight hosts. So that's quite interesting. Um, has it been announced? Has it? It has. There were no opposing. There were no other yeah. bidders for the Euro for for this particular Euro. Um, so England and Northern uh, England and Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. Yeah, Ireland as a whole. Um, I've got it. Will yeah, we'll get it. Um, so so congrats on that, I guess. All right, on to so the Africa Cup semi-final. Of course, there will be it will be Liverpool City and uh, Chelsea. Your Chelsea against Palace got the easier draw, arguably. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to yeah. see if, if the players well as they've done against Everton, it could be a good match. 
be interesting to see how Chelsea fans will purchase tickets for that too, because there will be an allocation that Chelsea fans can get. But uh, I saw yeah. I saw news about the FA trying to get Chelsea fans in, but we'll see how that goes. Um, Leeds United, there were there weren't that many Premier League games because of the FA Cup action. I think only four games played, but Leeds United win in extra time again, and yeah, quite a soft spot for them. It was it was a bit of a mental game. They they got fortunate with um, Jimenez getting sent off, wasn't it? Jimenez, um, yeah, that 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 decision was outrageous. I'm sorry. He, he just they just bump into each other. That's not a red card. It's only a red card because it looked bad. The collision itself looked bad, but nobody made yeah. a foul on the other at all. Like Melia got the ball, Jimenez ran into him. This is a completely natural state. Just one of the dangers of playing a contact sport. Come on, that's such a soft decision. Um, yeah, but the but they, go the on. goals were mental though. The the, <laughs> yeah. the the goals were so scrappy and so mental. Yeah, um, fitting of uh, the game uh, as a whole. And uh, and yeah, it was just bizarre and like, um, I still can't get a read on Leeds again. It's another it's another positive result, but you know they were two 0 down until until Jimenez got sent off. So. Uh, very favorable for them that, that that happened um so yeah again i, I can't really tell what way they're going to go in the next game uh and i've got a bit of time to, until then it's always hard to tell where a team will go in the first like five games under a new manager looking to to install new ideas but their expected goals against have gone down dramatically um, with a similar XG4, I think. So, like, there's obvious improvements, at least defensively, on the short term for now, at least. So let's let's see what happens. I'm obviously rooting for Leeds because of Jesse Marsh and um, nationalism, American. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. A huge win for Leeds, though. You would think they're, they're thereabouts in safety mode. When it comes to the location fight, obviously a long way to go, but yeah, Big they're getting there. They're getting there, but I, I, st- I still can't, I still can't tell if, if, if they, if they've got a, a momentum or, or the, or it's just circumstance with, with <laughs> things that have happened in their game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see. But they're, they're one to tune in for anyway. That's for sure. Definitely, definitely, very entertaining. All right. Well, now. Onto the European side, probably the bigger side of the weekend. The European football in France, in Spain, in Italy. Crazy as ever. A lot That's, of dislikable teams a and lot clubs of, took a took a beating this weekend. It was this was one of the best Sundays for me. Liverpool going through the FA Cup. Real Madrid losing El Clasico four nil at home having made an off-brand special kit for the game game. it's it's especially for that game and for the women's team in their champions league uh quarterfinal uh set to be played today as we as we record on the tuesday 22nd um it's just marketing nonsense and it just i i'm glad that this kit will be remembered for this specific game Honestly, on a personal level, uh, Monaco defeating Paris Saint-Germain 3-0. Could have been 5 in the first half alone. 
and Roma to round it all off. Beating Lazio. By, Tammy uh, Abraham with the brace. Tammy Abraham with the brace. Let's start there. Let's start there. Tammy Abraham with the brace. Typical poacher goals. Both, both, both just good poachers goals. Right place, right time. Man after my own heart. That's my type of goal I would score on the football pitch. You know um, what? A man of his size shouldn't find it that easy to tap the 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 Karstorp cross that he got for the second goal from yeah. that sort of height. He, it shouldn't be this easy. This is a very difficult adjustment with the speed that he's running in, his six foot four frame. I think it's six four. And the, six two at the very least, yeah. And the ability to kind of side foot it very calmly down um, at that at that sort of height, it's uh, it was a difficult cross. It's a it's a, a much for me. It's a much more difficult finish than it mm-hmm. looks. Um, but yeah, and then uh, was it Luca Pellegrini with Luca Pellegrini astounding... with unbelievable hit. Uh, and, and that, um, that 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 sent Mourinho and his team on, on their way, uh, or, or rounded it off really in the first half, three 0 and then no further goals. It, it was yeah. Uh, I saw I saw a bit of it. Um, I was sort of flicking between a lot of different sport on the, uh, at the weekend. Um, there was rugby. There was F one. Uh, Max Verstappen was being Max Verstappen again, complaining. I guess he's uh, he's uh, he's been a bit wordy in recent times. He's doing <laughs> a Lampard, is he? Doing Lampard. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, but yeah, the the, the classical though. I w- I watched a good portion of that, and Aubameyang was doing unbelievably. And then I thought Aubameyang was on loan. My Arsenal friend was like, no, no, no. He went on a free. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I had to double check. It's like, no, surely not. And I was like, I was, I thought it was a good deal to get him on loan, for him to be on loan in my head because that's what I thought it was. Mm. Then I'm like, oh, you just didn't get anything for him. Like, no. nothing. It's that bad. Although I'm not like, long ago he was scoring in North this London. This is it. Darkies, I'm like, I'm like surely you could have got something for him. And then he goes and scores. He nearly scored a hat trick. Probably should have scored a hat trick. Oh, should have. Yeah. Hat. And um, an sitter, second half. And but Barcelona looked really, really good. And and Real Madrid looked like like you could they just play straight through them a lot of the time. Um, you know why that was? Because I think Carlo Ancelotti played around too much with the tactics and got it horribly wrong so he he set up in what looked at the start like a some form of a 4-3-3 that Modric would be a kind of a false nine it's very football manager it's really strikerless there is some football yeah. manager streamers I know that would not even play a striker so I, I even did it in my stream um, tacticality on Twitch football. so you would have like three midfielders both two center mid, two of them center mids on attack, and then two wingers, and then you kind of make th- rely on third man runs. It felt very much like that. There were no strikers at all, and then you look at the the shape afterwards, and it turns out it's a four two four, Casemiro Crows double pivot, Modric Valverde up front, and Rodrigo yeah. and Vinicius on the sides, and it's just like you have Luka Jovic on the bench, just use him at least as a focal point. 
something in the box, something. something. It was no Benzman, no party, and somehow that just because the tactical changes made, it ended up just affecting the whole team, not just the attack. Definitely. Uh, and it was um, it was like a hot knife through Barcelona. It just cut straight through them. Some brilliantly worked goals, it must be said, um, and and some lovely finishes. But uh, yeah, poor, poor, very poor from Real Madrid. And as you say, good enough for them for that for that silly kit they they put out. Yeah, um, I'm really happy about that. It's just like a and they're charging two two hundred dollars for it yeah it's like 100 over around 150 or something for it yeah and it's just like oh, why why and but the the other player i wanted to kind of highlight usman dembele it looked like he had no way back into barcelona's squad altogether never mind mm. the starting 11 never mind giving two assists in el Clasico. the first one where he uh, absolutely skins nacho on the left and uh, or like Barcelona's right, and whips one into a bomb young diving header bottom corner. Beautiful. It looks very. I saw like a tweet that has an edited video of that goal and one that's very very similar to it from the Dortmund days, and it, it's just uh, it's really good. Um, so El Clasico four nil, PSG losing three nil, lovely. Roma winning against Lazio approve. Great weekend of football. Let's move on to the elephant in the room. World Cup qualifiers. The long-awaited international breakup. Oh boy, is that a big elephant. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot going on in Africa. In South America. In North America. And in Europe. But we'll focus on... We'll focus on Europe first. Because this week we will learn about the fate of either Italy or Portugal, or both, or both. But you would expect Italy to beat Macedonia and Portugal to beat Italy. It's happening yeah. this Thursday, so a day after this podcast is released, make sure you watch those. It will be fun. And then four days later, the final of, the, or like the semifinal of this bracket will be played, which is very likely to be Italy or Portugal. So... This week, before next episode, we will learn if Italy or Portugal are in or out of the World Cup, or both, or both. The who, other... who do you have? What, 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 where do you see it going? I think it's it's plain and simple. It'll be Italy, Portugal in the final. Then um, I think Italy qualify for the World Cup personally. They I, will I would be think Italy a little bit more difficult Portugal without seem to have a, a knack to to get through. Yeah, but then that Chelsea were able, or not Chelsea, my <laughs> other team, Ireland, were able, we were able to keep them um, pretty quiet uh, at the Aviva, yeah, um, and and we poised a couple of problems. So yeah, I I I I I would um, I think if Italy played as well as they did in the Euros, even without Chiesa, um, that that they they should go through, um. Just because they're just better organized, they they they've got they get more bang for the buck out of their quality players. Whereas I don't feel like Bernardo Silva, for example, or Bruno Fernandez, get get the do, do as well. Yeah. Um, it, it 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 doesn't click as well. Um, 
Bruno Fernandes. As I'm saying that, I'm just thinking of all the great Portuguese players there are at the moment. Like Ronaldo Sanchez, Cancelo. Um, well, Italy are European champions. This is it. This is it. But it, it, there are without uh, Chiesa. ACL injury, of course. So, yeah, there's there's positives and negatives for, for each one, I think. I just think Italy have the better squad harmony just more manager. cohesive, isn't it? Exactly. Um, so it will be Italy. The other side will be decided in June because of the Ukraine-Russia war. Um, Poland got a pass against Russia, of course, and then Wales are, were set to play uh, against Ukraine, and that has been delayed. So, um, Scotland. Uh, Wales were playing Scotland? No, Scotland, oh, Ukraine. Scotland, Ukraine. Scotland, Ukraine. So that um, uh, that bracket will be decided in, in June uh, because of that situation. So we'll learn about those um, later on. But we will learn about five further spots this week, this seven-day period in Africa. Uh, there's some spicy games here, including my Egypt against Senegal. A replay um, of the of the uh, African Cup of Nations final. I'm I'm really I'm really nervous. I'm almost almost at a point on a scale of optimism to pessimism. I'm almost at the start of being completely pessimistic and just yeah accepting fate. Almost that um, Senegal will will probably make it. Uh, the other uh, matchups are Congo against Morocco, Cameroon against Algeria. Mali, Tunisia, and Ghana, Nigeria, which is an, a kind of a rivalry of its own. But don't be fooled by the name of Ghana. They've been horrendous recently, and Nigeria should find it easy. Um, so my, who should, run, run us through your, who you expect to go through out of those five games. So to clarify things, those are five matchups, home and away, between each two teams, uh, the matchups I mentioned. Whoever wins on aggregate goes through. My money is on... If I was a betting man, I don't bet. Morocco. Anybody wants to do an Aka, here, here, here comes uh, a five-way Aka. Do the opposite of what I say. Nothing I say turns out. <laughs> um, so Congo, Morocco. I will go with Morocco. Cameroon, Algeria. I'll go with... I'll go with Cameroon. Just based, Ooh, just based on... Algeria were terrible in the African nations. Yeah, and uh, I bet after that big, uh, big on on uh, run of being undefeated, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a big run of being undefeated. You could make a case of uh, they'll make their resurgence and uh, and and then like kind of play with anger and burst through against Cameroon. But I think I think Cameroon, um, Mali, Tunisia. I want to go with Mali. They haven't been to the, qual- to the World Cup yet. They have a bunch of exceptional midfielders. A bunch. Egypt-Senegal, it's going to be Senegal, I think. Ghana-Nigeria, that's probably the easiest one, to be honest, Nigeria. So those are the five. All right, moving on then to my neck of the woods, North America. Because there's there's a lot of dynamics here at play. So you have... Three and a half berths. So three automatically qualify, currently occupied by Canada. All but qualified with 25 points from 11 games, playing Costa Rica. If they win, they get through. United States and Mexico are second and third. 
with a difference of three goals. The U.S. go to Mexico at the Azteca this uh, this week, this Thursday, and if and Mexico play with fans for the first time in three games because they were punished. So if Mexico beat USA, obviously they go above USA by three points. Now the problem is, the very next match, uh, the round of games, Panama play the U.S. Panama have currently 17 points. If they win their first matchup and then beat the United States, which they are kind of capable of, the U.S. would be down to fourth. So we have Egypt playing (laughs) the African champions in Africa's qualifiers and the U.S. who can potentially be in a bit of a precarious situation after this round of games. Big, 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 big week for me. <laughs> On a very we, personal we, note, we can't, Ali. We can't have it that the only representation out of this podcast at the World Cup is England. We can't have it, right? I, 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 I need a team from you that I can get behind. Whether that be Egypt or America, I need one of them there. <laughs> we'll see. I, I think, I think the u.s should be fine against mexico given mexico's run of form although Serginio dest weston mckinney and brendan aronson all have injuries at the moment for the u.s huge misses three yeah you know guaranteed starters um but i think we have enough depth so Pure six is in good form as well Pure six in good form Pure six in good form so hopefully he'll carry that on to the u.s um, some comments from recently about the kind of the pressure of being the United States star man and at such a from such a young age, which I found interesting. Canada are without Alfonso Davies again, but that shouldn't be an issue because they've not been with him for a while. Um, Mexico on bad form, so it's it's what's a very your prediction then? Dynamic. What's your your three and then your your fourth place to go through? I think it will stay with the same order as it is: Canada, U.S., Mexico. And then Panama on fourth. I think that will be the order by the end of the end of this round and the end of the qualifiers in general. Okay. And um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting you say Pulisic, um struggles with being the main man. It doesn't surprise me because anytime I've I've heard him talk or is he doesn't have much of a presence um, mm. for me. I I don't. You've probably seen him more of a as the the main man in interviews and stuff like that. I'm seeing him as a squad player, and it would surprise me that it, 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 if he wasn't if, like if he didn't struggle with that sort of thing, I, it doesn't really come across as if he's like, like he's nowhere near the one of the leaders at Chelsea, um, and you know to be uh, it to be the main man for a country like America, you would. You, you would expect that if he stepped into Chelsea that he would be close to being one of the leaders if one, uh, of it. Yeah. But like there, you could name probably half the squad that you put ahead of him, in my opinion, in terms of that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, and as someone who kind of grew up watching football in Egypt, Egypt are kind of my first, my main national team because I grew up watching them rather than the U.S., um, I don't have the same kind of sentiment towards Pulisic. Pulisic. I, I prefer to say Pulisic because of his Croatian origins. Um, heritage, maybe, however you want to put it. So 
yeah, I just don't get the same feeling from from Pulisic that he's kind of the the main U.S. star. I don't know. If anything, I have a kind of a sentiment towards Brendan Aronson because he was actually Philly Union before he went to before he went to Austria. Mm-hmm. Okay, so big huge one of the biggest international breaks in a long 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 time a lot of world cup qualifying births probably all if not well the vast majority of uh world cup uh national teams will be decided by well, the end of this here's break. a good question for you ali yes out of the non-european games if people if you to uh, tell them one game <sighs> to watch out oh. of America and Africa, you know, because, you know, a lot of people don't have time time for it, so you can't be giving them two. You have to pick them one, give them one game to watch. It's going to be good. It's going to be tasty out of this international break. What one of those of those uh, are you going to go for? Are you going to go for the, is it perhaps the African Cup of Nations um, uh, replay? Uh, of the final is it is it the classic america versus usa derby what, what are you going to go for uh america versus usa of course mexico i think you meant to say yes america versus usa yeah that's, that's just it... the elections isn't it yeah um... <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah mexico yeah right. usa versus mexico crikey that's such a difficult question because i mean there's there's a lot I mean, even Ghana, Nigeria, which should be an easy ride for Nigeria. It won't be easy, of course, but like relatively comfortable, it should be. Because Ghana's such, such bad form. There's Egypt, Senegal. There's Cameroon, Algeria. Okay, you, I, I'll tell you what. I will go for, not because they're one of my national teams, Mexico, USA, for several reasons. The Me- Mexico are playing there for the first time with fans in three games, so it's it's going to be a good atmosphere. You know it, and it's the the main derby of South of of North America. Uh, they're equal on points. If the U.S. lose or if Mexico lose, they're in a pretty precarious situation. They have to win their next game. <laughs> U.S. Mexico for me. You expect that, that's that's a great pick for a lot of our U.K. listeners. Just on at two AM in the morning that game. <laughs> <laughs> I stay up for it. I, I, it's gotta be worth it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you asked me the most entertaining one, yeah, no, not the most enough. single for you for, you for European listeners. Um, yeah, Mexico, USA. That'll be my pick. All right. Very quickly, because I know you gotta go for for uh, pick up soccer. Fantasy. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, just another fantasy. Thing. We're still doing it. Uh, yep. we, we've been doing it in private in our chat. Um, I don't know the I, results from the last. I, I, weeks. I, you know what? I'm, I'm won't, I won't, I won't go, go through it. But I, I'll just point out a few uh, sort of what well, ones were well done. Well, I, me, me and George forgot in the last uh, once each in the last three weeks. Uh, so you know, slapping the wrist for us. I, I've been poor. I've only in in the past three weeks. I've only got four points. Um, wow. which is not good. Um, Ali, you've done all right. Um, you've got in the last uh three weeks you've had you got twelve points. Kane was your main one. Mm. Um, two, weeks, Brighton, uh, two game game weeks ago. Um, George has gotten 
uh, nine. Uh, he forgot, and then he got got saves, and that didn't go too well. But he did pick Wood on game week twenty eight, and then Harry's the the best performer, very consistent from him. What's that? Fifteen? That's no, sorry, ten, eighteen points he's got. Quick maths. Um, eighteen. Wow. And uh, he had Jimenez, Che Adams, and Podence, and so the scores on the on the doors are <laughs> scores st- on the doors. It's still it's still it's still pretty far off. So Harry's got a hundred and two. Uh, I'm in fourth place. I'm in third place on a hundred and twenty-five. Mm. Ali, you're on a hundred and thirty-six, and still way out in front is a hundred and sixty. Um, we've got. Uh, have you you've used up, you used up all of your your players. Yep. I still got my triple captain. George still has his pick a player twice. Mhm. And Har- Harry has got a triple captain left. So that's 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 used updated on that. I'm sure everybody was on the edge of their seat for that one. Um, <laughs> of course. But um, but yeah, well, it, I I I need I need to look at the I, I I've sort of fallen out of interest in my own FPL as well. I'm kind of keeping my hand in a little bit, but I need to have a look at the fixtures coming up, pick pick, and, and look at the players who are in form who I can still pick, and yeah. pick wisely my triple captain. Um. Well, you have two weeks to make a decision. Don't delay it. So, George, way out in front because of one bloody most solid double game week against Leeds. 84 and... points. I, I still can't believe it. Uh, all right. Whatever. Uh, okay. So, guys, lads and ladies, enjoy the international break. It's going to be fun. And we'll see you next week when some of them have been decided. Good God, it'll be good. Uh, but yeah, other than that, thank you, Fergal. Thank you for making this a very quick episode. Enjoy football. Cheers, thank you. I will. All right. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we will see you next time. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>